Hey, it's Punky Peeps. It's time for another Punky Brewster Christmas TV episode. I'm Angela Bowen, the host of Punky Power, on unofficial Punky Brewster podcast. So this time, it's Season 2, Episode 13, Christmas Shoplifting, which aired on December 15th, 1985. In this episode, during the Christmas shopping season, Punky sees a friend shoplifting merchandise, and she decides to steal a present she can't afford for Henry. She regrets this when she accidentally switches bags with Mike, who ends up in prison. Actually, he just ends up in jail. It's not prison. So let's jump right into this Christmas fun-filled episode. The episode opens up in the kitchen with Punky sitting at the kitchen table working on something and Henry coming through the back door with a box of Christmas decorations. Henry looks at Punky and asks, what are you doing? And she tells him, well, I'm working on my Christmas gift list. So I'm going to play that clip now. We've got enough decorations to trim the Black Forest. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm going over my Christmas gift list. Oh. Okay, how many people have you got in this list? I cut it down to 74. Let me see. Henry, Cherry, Mrs. Johnson, Brandon, Mike, Ed Gillespie. Who's Ed Gillespie? He's a garbage man. Oh. And Mel Cooperberg? He's good friends with Al Dishman. Al Dishman? Ralph Dishman's brother. Who's Ralph Dishman? He's a butcher at the market. You know, the nice guy. Has the hair growing out of his ears. Oh, that's Ralph Dishman? Punky, how do you know all these people? They're all my friends. <laughs> I've been going to that market for years, and I don't know the checker from the box boy. That would be Madge and Larry. <laughs> Punky, what presents do you plan for all these people? Well, I have my eye on this three-story dollhouse for Cherry, and Mrs. Johnson could use a mink coat. I'd like to get something kind of sporty for Mike. You know, like a new Porsche. Well, so far you're talking $94,000. <laughs> and you haven't even got the Ralph Dishman. How much money do you have to spend? $3.26? I guess I'm a little short. You know, Parky, when it comes to giving gifts, it's the thought that counts. And you're going to have to come up with some cheaper thoughts. I'll tell you what. I'll give you $5 each to buy presents for Mike, Cherry, Mrs. Johnson, Brandon, and me. And to the rest of the people, you can send Christmas cards. Thanks, Henry. <laughs> You're welcome. For $5, I think I'll buy Brandon a personalized doggy dish. So when Henry unravels her list, it's at least one and a half to two feet long. And he asks her, how many people do you have on the list? And she tells him, well, I cut it down to 74. Holy moo, girl. I'm all for being generous, and I strongly admire her ever-giving heart. But that's a lot of people. As Henry goes over the list, he comes across a couple people whose names he doesn't recognize, and Punky proceeds 
to explain that they work at the supermarket. And he comments on how he can't tell the checker from the box boy. And then Punky points out their names on the list saying, that's Madge and Larry. And Henry asks, well, how do you know all these people? And she tells him, well, they're my friends. I'd say more like acquaintances is more like it. I mean, when I was her age, I knew the lady that worked in the bakery and she knew my name, but that didn't mean I considered her my friend. I mean, I'm not going to knock Punky for how she views people. If she views people as friends after being introduced to them once, that's her prerogative. I love how when he asks Punky what she plans to buy for them, Punky lists um, basically a three-story dollhouse for Cherry, a mink coat for Mrs. Johnson. Henry whirls around at hearing this and his eyes bug out in shock. And then she adds, I think a sporty Porsche for Mike, like, uh, or something sporty like a new Porsche for Mike, or Porsche. Whoa, girl, you've got some expensive gift ideas. I love how her heart is in the right place, only she's lacking the funds, as Henry explains that. So far, you're looking at $94,000, and you haven't even gotten to Ralph Dishman yet. Henry decides that he'll give her $5 to spend on him, Brandon, Cherry, Mrs. Johnson, and Mike. And for the other people, she can send Christmas cards. That's a good idea. I would think 25 in 1985 would go a long way. I mean, five bucks per person. I mean, you're not getting anything extravagant by any means, but you know, it's the, the thought and the love and the gift that counts. I love how he tells her that when it comes to gift buying, it's the thought that counts, and she's going to have to come up with some cheaper thoughts. I remember in elementary school around December, they would have this little Christmas shopping thing set up for us in the gymnasium, kind of to shop for our families. I think I was in third grade, so I was like nine, and I got my dad some springy magnet picker-upper, and why well, I was obsessed with 101 Dalmatians at, when I was that age, and I saw this puzzle there that I wanted to get myself. Which I decided I could do by spending less on other family members. Like, you know, my dad, my mom, and my sister. But don't worry, I didn't get it. I mean, I wanted it. Don't get me wrong, I wanted that, but I didn't get it. So as Punky and Henry get ready to go Christmas shopping at the mall, Punky tells Henry she wants to get him a better gift than the glow-in-the-dark tie she got him the previous year. He tells her, it doesn't matter what you get me. I will treasure it either way. Then she jokes, asking if that's the case, then why doesn't he ever take it out of the closet? And he replies, because that's where it glows the best. So Henry, Punky, Betty, and Cherry all head down to Midtown Mall, as we focus on a sign that indicates the layout of the mall with colorful icons. Judging by the map, this mall has three levels. Wow, the only mall I know that has any le levels in it is Rivertown Crossings Mall in Granville, Michigan, and it only has two levels. It's still a cool mall, though. I mean, it's got a carousel and a movie theater, which is where Jeremy and I went on our first Valentine's Day date in 2004 when he took me to see Win a Date with Tad Hamilton. Now, as we see people walking around this mall, the camera focuses on this one window display that has a doll decorating a Christmas tree while Christmas music plays in the background. 
An announcer comes on the PA and tells the people milling around about there's a sale at Knickknack World. Buy two wise men, get one free. That's kind of funny. So, of course, Betty has to drag Henry along to the store as he shouts over to the girls that we're going to be over at Knickknack World. I know Punky and Cherry are nine, but I don't think you can leave your child unattended like that in a store today, can you? The girls are looking at the toys when Cherry picks up a doll called Comrade Natasha as she proceeds to read all the accessories that come with the doll and then holds the box to her chest, hint hinting to Punky that she would love to buy for Punky to buy that for her. And Punky tells Cherry, Well, Cherry, you better hint 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 to your grandma because I pretty much spent all my money that Henry gave me. Cherry asks her, well, what all did you buy? As Punky starts pulling out stuff from her bag, she has long dangling earrings for Betty, and then she comments on how won't they look great with their nurse's uniform? Uh, Punky, she would not be allowed to wear those at work. Maybe she could wear them on occasion, you know, to go out to eat or around the house, but that's it. Then she pulls out a personalized belt for Mike. She tells Cherry it cost a fortune, but it had his name written all over it. That belt looks really small. I mean, I'm sure it's adjustable, as most belts are, though. So, she only got two gifts? Henry gave her $25 to spend on five people. Jeez, Punky, I know you're only nine, but please, know your limit. Now, because of that, she only has a few bucks to spend on Henry. I know we can't expect a nine-year-old girl to be or a nine-year-old to be able to manage money correctly. Apparently, the announcer comes on to tell mothers that Santa has requested that overweight children should refrain from sitting on Santa's lap, and if your child weighs over 70 pounds, tell him to write Santa a letter. Punky and Cherry laugh at this. <laughs> yes, fat-shaming children. Only in the 80s did we find this funny. What the hell? That would not be allowed at all. But it was fine and dandy to say that in 1985. So I want to play that clip. I'll be right back. I sure would love this. Hint, hint, hint. Cherry, you'd better hint, hint, hint to your grandma. I already spent all the money Henry gave me. And what? Well, I've got these expensive earrings for your grandma. <laughs> They're great. Won't they look terrific with their nurse's uniform? <laughs> yeah. What else did you buy? Well, I've got this belt for Mike. It cost a fortune. It had his name written all over it. He'll love it. Yeah, but I've only got a few dollars left for Henry. I promised I'd get him something that he wants. Now I can't even get him something he doesn't want. Attention mothers. Santa Claus has requested that overweight children refrain from sitting on his lap. If your child weighs over 70 pounds, please have him write Santa a letter. <laughs> so I want to also play a clip of us being introduced to Richmond Metsy, a kid that Punky and Cherry know. This kid by... BT Dubs is played by none other than Peter Billingsley of the movie A Christmas Story. He calls Punky a cheapskate when she asks if he could tell her something she could get for $3 for Henry. And then he proceeds to show the girls a genuine leather purse he nabbed for his mom. And he lets them in on a little secret that money's no problem if you shop the Matsy method. And he proceeds to demonstrate 
stating how much his brother would love this model airplane. Then he pulls, that he pulls from the table of toys, quickly looks to his left and right, and then drops it into his bag, and then all three of them run over to the nearby round tables. Yeah, that's not suspicious at all. Punky tells him, that's stealing, Richmond. And Charlie, Cherry practically shouts at him, yeah, you're a shoplifter, as he shushes her. <laughs> so I will play that clip, and I will be right back. Hey, girls. Hi, Richmond. Richmond, do you know I can find the greatest gift in the whole world for under three dollars? Three bucks? Punky, you're a cheapskate. Check out what I got my mom. Ooh. Genuine leather. Fifty bucks. Wow. It's beautiful. Where did you get the money? Money's no problem when you shop with the Matsy method. <laughs> Matsy method? Let me give you a little demonstration. Gee, I bet my little brother would really love this model airplane. One little airplane. And besides, shoplifting isn't really stealing. It isn't? No. Stores like it when you rip them off. They make a lot of money from their insurance companies. Still doesn't sound right to me. Uh -uh. All right, you shop your way. I'll shop mine. I'd better go. I still have a few more things to pick up. Check you later, Sherry. Richmond proceeds to explain how stores like it when you rip them off because of the money they get from the insurance. Yeah, uh, no. I worked in retail, but I never dealt with loss prevention, but I can't imagine a store would like having to call up the insurance company every time someone stole from them. He tells the girls they can shop their way and he'll shop his. As he leaves, I honestly hope he gets nabbed by a mall cop demanding to see the receipts. I hope his mom is at least suspicious of his purchases. Like, son, we gave you a specific amount of spending money, so why do all of your purchases exceed the amount we gave you? How the hell, with all those people around, no one saw him do that? That airplane made a large plop sound when it fell into that empty bag. Well, actually the purse was in there, but still, it made a loud, uh, large plop sound. And it's Christmas time. Shouldn't there be security guards in the mall around that time, too? In one of the stores, we see Betty and Henry complaining about the Three Wise Men sale being a ripoff and how they resembled the Three Stooges. But the announcer comes on talking about that there's a Mother of Pearl necklace free to the next ten shoppers at some store as Betty whips Henry around and out of the store. In another store, Betty sees Henry eyeing the scarves as he puts it on. Betty comments on how it brings out the blue in his eyes, and he tells her he feels like a million bucks whenever he wears cashmere. The cashmere. And she tells him he should treat himself and buy it. He tells her, mm, no, 
She asks, well, why not? He says, he looks at the price tag for the cashmere scarf and tells her it's because it costs that much. And he's saving his money to get something special for Punky. Punky overhears this, how much, overhears this, how much Henry would love to have a scarf like that and gets an idea. So she heads over to the scarves, you know, after Henry and Betty are out of the store. She looks at the salesman who is busy with the customer. Then she grabs it the scarf and quickly stuffs it in her bag, then scrambles out of the store none the wiser. With the store owner none the wiser, even though there are people in the store milling about. As soon as she's out of the store, someone calls her name and she screams in fear of being caught. But luckily, it's only Mike who asks if she's okay. She says the worst possible thing a person could possibly think to say after being asked, that question, are you okay? She's like, oh, yeah, why? <laughs> do I look guilty or something? Oh, Punky, no, you did not just do, you just did yourself in, girl. Mike is none the wiser, though, as Henry comes up and tells Punky it's time to go as their three hours of free parking are up. He asks Mike if he needs a ride home, but he tells Henry no, he's still got some shopping to do. Punky, in a rush, grabs her bag, or is it, and heads off with Henry to the car where Mrs. Johnson and Cherry are waiting to head home. Mike heads, where else, to the store with the scarves, and he looks through them with his bag at his feet. He decides against further purchases because of the outrageous prices, can't blame him there, then heads to leave the store. The salesman or sale store owner, whatever the hell he is, is a very racist, he, in a very racist move, I might add, goes over to the scarves where Mike was quickly flipping, uh, was quickly flipping through them, and the guy notices that one is missing, then heads after Mike, pulling him back into the store as he pulls the scarf out of his bag. I want to add earlier that when Punky was looking at the scarves, that same salesman was assisting an African-American man and his son with a possible purchase. So what is his deal with Mike? This pisses me off so much. Mike did not do anything to be treated with such harshness. So a police officer escorts Mike in the next scene to a jail cell as Mike tells him, it wasn't my bag. Then the guy asks, then why did it have a belt inside with your name on it? Crap, Punky, why did you... Why did you get him that gift? If she hadn't done that, maybe it wouldn't have been a big deal. I don't know. He explains that Mike, Mike explains that Mike is the most popular name in the country. <laughs> Why did you say? And the officer just looks at Mike and says, yeah, I'll try to remember that the next time I'm on Jeopardy. In the jail cell, Mike is met by a guy dressed in a Santa suit who's the guy, the actor who plays him played Al on Happy Days, who himself goes... This guy goes to houses dressed as Santa to steal gifts. What? Even Mike is shocked to hear this and tells him he should be ashamed of himself. As Santa retorts, speak for yourself, Mr. Buy Now, Pay Never. So back at the apartment, Henry notes how quiet Punky was on the drive home from the mall. Punky explains it's because of all the shopping she did. That's why she's so tired. As Brandon makes his way over and starts nosing through the bag, Henry scolds him, no fair peeking, Brandon, you have to wait till Christmas. And Brandon goes and jumps back on his covered, Afghan-covered ottoman to lay back down. Henry sits down on the couch to Punky and asks what she got Mrs. Johnson. As Punky tells him, I got her, as she pulls up, a box of cigars? She says, confused. I didn't know she smoked. 
in the comments. So I want to play this clip as we hear the phone ring and we find out Mike's in jail for shoplifting. As Punky turns to go out the door following Henry, she turns in the doorway to face Brandon and tells him goodbye. See you in 20 years as she closes the door, leaving poor Brandon to bark after her with a worried expression on his face. No fair peeking, Brandon. You've got to wait till Christmas. <laughs> Punky, is something wrong? You were very quiet all the way home. I guess I'm just tired from all the shopping. Tell me, what did you get from Mrs. Johnson? I got her a box of scars. Cigars? I thought she quit. I don't buy any cigars. Oh, well, maybe we've got the wrong bags. No, this is mine. Oh, no. I wonder who got my bag. Morning, Mont residence. Henry speaking. Mike. You're where? What happened? Of course it's a mistake. Don't worry, we'll be right down there. What's the matter? Mike's in jail. Jail? He got arrested for shoplifting. Shoplifting? The store claims he stole a cashmere scarf. Mike didn't steal that scarf. Of course he didn't. It's got to be a terrible mix-up. But don't worry, we'll get to the bottom of this. We will? Come on, Mikey, we're going to jail. Goodbye, Brandon. See you in 20 years. At the jail, Mike is pacing the cell back and forth when Punky comes in and explains how she took the cashmere scarf and how their bags got switched. Meg explains to her how stealing is wrong and how shoplifting hurts stores, and they have to charge higher prices to cover their losses. And because of her mix-up, he could possibly end up losing his job because he's in jail. Punky decides to confess to the crime because he's too good a teacher to lose his job over her mistake. So I'll play that clip now. Hey, folks. Yeah. Got a visitor. Punky! Mike. Where's Henry? He's getting you bailed. But I've got to tell you something first. Santa, what are you doing here? About five to ten. <laughs> Don't pay any attention to him. He's not the real Santa Claus. Now, what is it that you wanted to tell me? I've got a confession to make. It's my fault you're in jail. I wanted to get Henry a special present, but then I ran out of money, and I saw that beautiful scarf, and I knew it was something Henry always wanted. So I just put it in my bag, and, and then my bag became your bag, and your bag became my bag. 
I left you holding the bag. Punky, you stole that scarf? Yes. And I'm taking a rap for it? Yes. Just calm down. Just calm down. Okay. I was talking to myself. <laughs> But, Punky, I'm surprised at you. I can't believe that you would steal. Well, it wasn't really stealing. It was shoplifting. I don't get the difference. I heard that stores get a lot of insurance money from shoplifting, so I thought I'd help them out. Punky, that's not the way it works. Shoplifting hurts stores. And to make up for it, They have to charge higher prices. They do? Yes. And I'm paying a higher price for it, too. Getting arrested could cost me my job. <sighs> oh, Mike, I'm really sorry. Guess I knew all along taking the scarf was wrong. I could get myself into trouble. I knew I could get you into trouble. That's the problem with doing something bad. You don't know who you're gonna hurt. Mike, I'm gonna go tell the police what really happened. I can't let you lose your job. You're too good a teacher. we hear Henry tell Punky to stay in her room and she asks for how long and he tells her I wouldn't make any plans until after college then Mike comes over as Henry apologizes to him for what happened Mike asks Henry if he ever stole anything when he was a little boy and at first Henry tells him never then he tells him he once stole an extra piece of candy from his uncle Hiram and then mentions how later that's probably why he was written out of his uncle's will over tea in the kitchen, Henry explains Punky's punishment. As no TV for two weeks. Too bad she doesn't have a DVR for her show so she can play catch-up later. And she's also grounded for a month. He also worked out a deal with a store owner to teach Punky a lesson when it comes to stealing. As we see the mall and Punky is there offering free gift, free gift wrapping. Then that dang announcer comes on and tells the whole mall that they're offering free gift wrapping and people bombard her with gifts and packages to the point where she is being buried underneath them. So I'm going to play that clip real quick. Sorry, Henry. This time, sorry is not enough. I'm really sorry, Henry. <laughs> not another word. You stay in this room and come out only for call of nature or call of Henry. I'm so sorry you had to go through that ordeal. Well, I have had better Saturdays. You should never have been in jail in the first place. Well, it's over now. Punky explained everything, and the charges against me have been dropped. Well, it's not the end for me. My job as a parent is to teach her right from wrong. Obviously, I have done a very good job. Oh, don't come down on yourself, Henry. You're a wonderful parent. Wonderful parents don't raise scarf stealers. Henry, didn't you ever steal anything when you were a little boy? Never. 
Well, once. When I was seven. <laughs> what happened? My uncle Hiram came to visit. He always had candy in his pockets, and he gave one piece to each of us kids. Well, one piece wasn't enough for me. No, sir, I had to be Henry the Hog. So I stole an extra cherry gumball. Is that it? I've felt guilty about that gumball ever since. I'm convinced that's why Uncle Hiram cut me out of his will. There, you see? You stole once and you felt terrible. So does Punky. You never stole again, and I'm sure Punky won't either. I hope you're right. I know I'm right. Now, have you decided on a punishment yet? She'll have no television for two weeks. Oh, that's fair. She'll be grounded for a month. Oh, that's certain. And the store owner and I have devised one more way of driving the point home. Excuse me, miss. My pack is ready yet. Yes, sir. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Attention, shoppers. As a special Christmas treat, Mr. Men's Man Shop is offering free gift wrapping to every mall patron. Come one, come all. So the store is called Mr. Men's Manly Wear. They couldn't come up with something else. So I honestly can only imagine those gifts be, are going to be wrapped crappily. I mean, she's nine. Unless there are kids that do a good job. I mean, I don't know. My grandma would always get irritated when I was wrapping gifts at her house. She complained that I was cutting the wrapping paper jaggedly with the scissors. I remember also when I was young until my teens, I had to wrap my own gifts for my dad along with others. It was bad. I'm still not the greatest gift wrapper. Jeremy is a lot better. He's currently wrapping my gifts right now as we speak. All right, so that's the end of the episode. Time for my Brandon Tailwag episode rating. I'm giving it three out of five Brandon Tailwags. One, Punky having a generous heart with her Christmas gift giving list. Two, Mike explaining to Punky how shoplifting hurts stores and how her mistake could cost him his job because he was arrested. Three, Henry giving out an interesting punishment having Punky wrap all the mall goers' gifts. I knocked off two tailwags. One, because of Richmond introducing his Matsy method to Punky, who knew it was really stealing, but decided it was okay because he told her stores like it when you rip them off since they get insurance money to cover their losses, so it makes it okay. Two, that racist salesman store owner. He kept eyeing Mike as he was browsing the scarves and was quick to have him arrested. Even though he was looking at Mike, not once did Mike pull anything off the rack. Yet he was fine to come up with a suitable childlike punishment for Punky like wrapping gifts for all the mall patrons. Time for Punky's principles. 
Stealing is never okay. I don't care what the reason. Do not be like Punky here. Be careful with your money. Set a spending limit per person. Have an idea of maybe what to get the person or at least set money aside throughout the year for Christmas shopping. Even if it's only 5 or $10 a month by December, you should have enough. Here's some YouTube comments for this episode. Oh man, Santa's request was hilarious. He should be ashamed of himself. Another one, Christmas in the 80s. Here's another one. $3.26. What in the world? Oh, Quinn's just playing with one of her tunnels. It's kind of noisy. Sorry. So 326 in 1985 is about $15 today or four gallons of gas. LOL. Punky is so adorable, but it's funny. Even as a nine-year-old, she overspends. Here's another one. Richmond is rich. He shouldn't have to steal and Punky shouldn't listen to him. Here's another one. OMFG, I just realized that Richmond is Ralphie from the movie A Christmas Story, and in that Christmas, he's a shoplifter. He, no BB gun for him. Here's another. Gotta love Brandon. And another one. How didn't Mike realize Punky took his bag? Here's another one. Personally, I would have preferred if Richmond was doing the gift wrapping alongside Punky. After all, he did lead her astray. So join me later this week when I discuss Season 4, Episode 7, Christmas Hero, which aired on May 5th, 1988. In this episode, during the Christmas season, Punky finds a briefcase full of stolen money. If you enjoy this podcast, please go to iTunes, rate, review, and subscribe so you won't miss an episode. If you would like to reach out to the podcast, there are many ways to do it. So you can find the podcast on Facebook at Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast, where you can like, follow, and even message me. And you can follow me on Instagram, where you can comment on posts for upcoming episodes and even get a shout-out on the uh, on a future episode. Or you can even email me at punkypowerpbpodcast at gmail.com, which all of these links will be located in the description. You can also access these links on the SoundCloud account. So that is it, and I will see you later this week with Season 4's Christmas Hero. Have a great week. The final week until Christmas. The last week until Christmas. Okay.